0: So last week, Jackie, on uh, our Jack and Self Episode 3 podcast, it's this has been something that's been bothering me all week. <laughs> I rolled in hot, like a hot mess. I biked, <laughs> I'd been up since 3 a.m., makeup on since 3 a.m., and on zero sleep, and I rolled into this podcast, we usually do it in the evening, sat down, not thinking about it, looking at the webcam, then looking at you. Coming off of perfect TV makeup, perfect lighting, and then me... Like, I, I saw myself for 30 seconds and I was like, oh no. Oh no. Went to the bathroom to try and fix it. I know this is a podcast, but we do have a video element, if you guys didn't know, on Instagram and Twitter, we post videos. Um, but, oh God, Jackie, I am so much happier today. Like, I do not look like a tired zombie, correct?
1: Honestly, I can already, like, tell that you are glowing today as <laughs> opposed to last week when you were like... I need a lamp. I need some form of lighting. I wanted to go to HomeSense
0: across the street and get a lamp. Like I was like dying to go get some lighting.
1: You were so all over the place. I thought you looked fine as you always do. But I know the feeling of thinking... You don't look good, and then being videoed. So kudos to you for for going through with it. But yeah, I heard rumor on the street you got a ring light, you've got good lighting, your hair is done, your makeup is fresh, soap is ready to go (laughs) on the
0: Jack and Soap podcast. She is risen from the dead. She's good. I can't believe we are doing episode four, and uh, I wanted to start with a hilarious story. At least it was funny to me after I saw. I think it was the Ohio State. Oh my God! Please tell me I'm right. But the marching band, the flossing it's like a video that's gotten tens of millions of views you saw it right yes the flossing flossing, right no the kid it's the marching band that was playing during a college football game oh yes 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 sorry I got mixed up so I was just looking at that. Obviously, everyone's amazed at how hilarious and how talented and skilled uh, that was to be able to pull off to do. I had to do a stand-up the other day for a, for a shoot, and they asked me to just say my line, which was one line, and walk backwards to, like I, to a, a T on the floor, like walk backwards around a table and stop on this T. It took me like 35 takes, and I almost tripped over myself like 50 times. And, I, and then I saw that video. I was like, no, no, I like. Shame. So much shame! I couldn't get it. It was one line: walk backwards and here. Couldn't do it.
1: That's the worst too. When you work in television and something takes you take after take oh. after take, all of a sudden you're in your own head and you're like, everyone hates me. They think I'm terrible. I can't get this right. Oh, it but gets harder. I hey. Listen, I admire that you at least tried, like at least you went for
0: it, right? I went for it. You know what they did after like the 30th take? They're like, okay, you could just stand in your spot. That's fine. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but it was, there were like 15 people watching too. So it makes it even harder. I mean, this is our jobs. I don't walk backwards and talk in heels. Like who does that? Uh, whatever.
1: Isn't, this is a total side note, but isn't flossing, that's over now, isn't it? It's not a, like...
0: It's Uh, kind of old. I'm sorry. Anytime a coordinated marching band of, I don't know, 50 people does it, it's not over. That was so dope. I just think,
1: I think they should have like do it a month ago. I just feel like the flossing thing is overdone. Hold
0: on. Are you chirping? What? I feel like it's like a miracle. Like that was the coolest thing I'd seen in so long. You are are knocking it?
1: Let me, let me respond. Okay. I'm not knocking it. I think it's cool what they did, but they did it three or four months after flossing was actually cool that's my thing I
0: can't I can't this is why we have a podcast because we disagree deeply on so many things flossing
1: is overdone okay just like the dab the dab was cool for a hot couple minutes and then it wasn't cool anymore and people kept doing it I was like really we're still doing the dab that's how I feel about the flossing you know what we have been doing it for months and months and months it's over it was kudos so to cool the band. kudos to the band for doing it but it's not cool anymore it's like when like parents are dabbing now as and parents now are flossing which means it's not cool anymore sorry that's well, how i feel agree to disagree Throwing the hammer down flossing's not cool when parents start doing it and dads start trying to floss that's when it's
0: over why don't we kay? actually get to the topics of our show starting okay. with the nhl you lead us in jackie
1: Um, Okay, so interesting stat from the weekend that actually took me by surprise. Six Canadian teams won on the same night for the first time since way back in 1989, the same year Taylor Swift was born. Not a big deal, but that's kind of cool. And we should kind of talk about the state of Canadian hockey teams because a Canadian team hasn't won the Cup since 1993. It's been a while, safe to say. Yeah. Do we feel as though... A Canadian team is on the precipice, is that the right word, of winning
0: a cup? I mean, we've talked about this before, and by the way, everyone listening, we have pre-show meetings, and I was kind of quiet during this topic, because I wanted to save it, because like... I don't want to say I personally don't care, but it's what, the second or third weekend of the NHL? And yes, it's a big deal. And flashback two or three seasons ago, no Canadian teams made it into the playoffs, which was disgraceful and very disappointing. Um, But I, I think it's a great stat. Like golf clap but other than that I don't really care do I think a Canadian team is close to winning a Stanley Cup for sure the Leafs and the Jets are look amazing so that's that but that's a separate conversation like great for Canadian teams but it's what the third Saturday of hockey who cares
1: okay sourpuss what about like
0: <laughs> what what do you think do you, do you think it's like a fantastic Here's my deal? thing.
1: okay so I think it's kind of cool, but I will say it is early, but to me it's not about getting excited about a bunch of Canadian teams winning on the same night. I was just shocked that it had been what, 9909. Almost it's about almost 30 years since six Canadian teams won on the same night. That's cr- That's a crazy stat. Yeah,
0: yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, the Jets are now... Gotcha,
1: you're kind of thinking about it different now.
0: Hmm? Yeah, no, it's a cool stat, but I just like, (laughs) other than it being a stat, you know, we love and hate stats in sports, right? The numbers can speak so truthfully and so in depth about something, and then sometimes it's just like convenient or so many numbers equal this like numbers
1: you can find numbers to support any argument that you want that's the crazy thing about numbers and stats is like you can get numbers to say whatever you want them to say Mm -hmm. which is why people love and hate them but doesn't it excite you that there are Canadian teams that are considered cup contenders that excites you though yeah but do not care about like a Canadian team winning
0: no, I very much care about a Canadian team winning. I would love to see five out of the seven, seven out of seven, but five out of the seven make it, four out of the seven make it, as opposed to one or two. I know it's it, it's tough. I'm a I'm a fan of, of Canadian teams and it's it's tough to know who to cheer for if your team's out. Um, you know, the right like if Toronto's out and Toronto fans are they're not gonna be cheering for Montreal or Ottawa if they were to be in or same with the so Battle you don't, of Alberta. So you
1: don't subscribe to the idea that you know, every year during the playoffs when people's teams are eliminated, they're like, well, I'm going to cheer for the only Canadian team that's left. Do you think that's stupid or do you understand it?
0: Uh, it's hard. Okay, so my dad is an immigrant. I think it's stupid. You think it's them? I was so, going to yeah. say, my my daddy yeah. loves cheering for Canadian teams because he was he came to Canada. Hockey became his thing to get uh, accustomed to this country, which is so true for so many people. And he just wants to see Canadian team do well because he loves Canada as a country, right? He's not from here. He's just appreciative of it. But he's a huge hockey fan. And so when the Leafs aren't in it, that's his first choice. Then he just wants to see any Canadian team do well. So from that, right. like I can understand it. But otherwise, no, I mean, I, if I'm a Leafs fan, then I'm not a, you know, ex- team fan I would like to see the Jets do well if the Leafs do well here's the thing
1: though like here's my thing about that whole thing you were just talking about which I totally respect your dad's approach to it and understand why he would feel that way Mm -hmm. but back was it 2010 when the Bruins and Canucks met in the final yeah so many people were like I'm rooting for the Canucks because they're a Canadian team meanwhile there was more actual Canadians playing for the Boston Bruins than the Vancouver Canucks at the time so to me it's just like why are you like, oh, my team's out, but I'm going to root for the next Canadian team when it doesn't really necessarily mean that a bunch of Canadian players are winning the Cup.
0: No, for sure. But let's say last season, the Winnipeg Jets made it all the way to the final. Like, you're just happy for the people of Winnipeg and the party that would... Fair. Uh, that's right? fair. Right? And it's like, yeah, the Winnipeg fair. Jets are a hard team to hate. If you're a fan of Canadian teams, I mean, they don't really have a true bitter Canadian rival, do they? Not as not like the Battle no. of Alberta. You know
1: what's crazy? The mm. Winnipeg. It's true. The Winnipeg Jets don't have a real Canadian rival. rival. Their no. biggest rival is probably at this point. I mean, because they just got good within the last few years, but it's Nashville? probably the Nashville Predators. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Weird. And, and, That's and really the weird teams in their division. So they are they are a very easy team to love and and because the Winnipeg doesn't really have other professional uh, sports teams. I mean, they have the Blue Bombers and they love their CFL there, but, uh, but they're an easy team to love and to cheer for if there aren't other Canadian teams. But when it comes yeah. to any other team but the Winnipeg Jets, I don't know. I don't know if I'm, I'm cheering or do I care for them to win because like you said. Here's what I do. I, for me, when my team
1: is out, I am such a sucker for a good story. Like Mm -hmm. last year's final was so awesome to me because on both sides, you had such a good story. You had Alex Ovechkin, one of the greatest of all time, trying to win his first cup in like his 13th year or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And the Vegas golden Knights, on this Cinderella run, going trying to win a cup in their first year as an actual team. I'm a sucker for the story. Yeah. So to me, that's once my team's out, that's kind of where my heart and my my fandom falls. Is like, what's the best story? What would be the the coolest thing to see happen?
0: And we, you and I talked about this, and it's funny because the NHL is kind of marketing um, as as football does, as the NFL does. They're obviously trying to grow their fan base, but they're marketing the sport around star players. But you and I have talked about a little bit once you get to know the athletes it's very different like I am I feel so differently about some teams because I love x person on the team because they've been great with me in interviews or they're just a good quote or they're easy to work with and that- I disagree with that what <laughs> yeah what
1: do you mean? that doesn't affect me no, no you're it telling me
0: you've never interviewed a player that has completely changed your mind about him or her and you're like "Whoa, I love you now I want to cheer for you because you're just so awesome to talk to
1: Okay. So there's two parts. So the part you just asked me, you've never interviewed a player and changed my opinion of them. That for sure has happened. And I've, I've interviewed players. I'm like, Oh wow. Like you're pretty cool. That's awesome. But I've never interviewed a player and been like, Oh man, they're cool. Like I'm, I'm rooting for them to win now. If I, if I interview a player and I think they're cool, here's an example. Nate Schmidt last year was amazing. One of the nicest guys in the league. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Oh man, if like, if they win, like that's awesome for him. But I wasn't like rooting. Like, oh, I interviewed Nate Schmidt, so now I'm like rooting for him to win the cup. No, no, it's I, not I like it's I not about. That I don't
0: make it about me in the interview. Like, no, I interviewed him, so now I want him to win. It's more about like someone. For instance, I have no reason to like the Philadelphia Flyers. They're a rival of the Leafs. I grew up a Leafs fan. Um, you know, there you love to hate the Philadelphia Flyers. Does anyone but a Flyers fan like them? No, but I love Claude Giroux. He's been great to me. Funny interview. Great pieces with him. Jakob, Boricek, same thing. So now I would love to see those players do well, whatever team they're playing with, and I would follow them to another team if they got traded. That's kind of what I'm saying, not because I right, interviewed but, them.
1: Right, but what you're saying is like because you interviewed them and thought you, they were cool, if your team got eliminated and theirs was still in, you would root for them because of that.
0: That would give me a Whereas reason I'm to. saying
1: I wouldn't because I feel like ninety. 4% of the athletes I've interviewed, I think, are pretty decent, cool guys. I don't know why I said 94%. That's a very random number. Yeah, but 94 I'm just saying, Like, not 100%, but the majority of athletes that I've interviewed have been decent, cool people that have, have been nice to me and treated me with respect. So,
0: then I would be just rooting for everyone. You you know what's funny? This leads me into the next thing, which I know we are going to disagree on because we love to disagree on. Jersey Drake. Drake. Um, You're such a loser. Why? <laughs> why?
1: why? Drake.
0: Drizzy Drake. <laughs> I don't sound like, like oh that. Ner- nerd alert. I don't sound like a librarian. Drizzy Drake. Anyway, um, we're going to agree disagree on this, I think. I mean, we didn't talk about it in the pre-meeting. You don't know me. Well, I already know that you don't think he's cool. I know that you don't like him as much as I do, but Drake obviously takes. Well, yeah, because I'm not a super fan like you. Yeah. Like... Okay, Drake takes a ton of heat for being a fanboy of uh, everyone. Let's just put it out there. Like, I'm not disagreeing with that. Let's just hear your, your two cents, your five cents on this. Okay. Yeah, go. I mean, I'm Drake. Well, you being didn't. A- I thought there
1: was. I thought there was more to your story. Like <laughs> you're like okay. Don't settling you have as an example? Like what? What no. do you want? What do you want me to say about Drake?
0: Okay. Well, Drake. Obviously, he is the global ambassador of the Toronto Raptors, but he's been seen with almost every other NBA jersey on. He brought LeBron James out in L.A. at the Staples Center. Apparently, the, the roof, like, blew up, and he's, you know, he's got Steph Curry in his songs and Kevin Durant, he's sidelined at other games. He had the Irish flag band con- or with Conor McGregor. People were chirping him online for that. About him literally being a fan of every sport, everyone. What is he really a fan of? And I, my... My argument is that especially when it comes to hip hop and NBA and his music, it is so ingrained in the culture that... You can't like you are the global ambassador of the Toronto Raptors and maybe sitting sideline uh, and, you know, high fiving and broing out with the other players that are Raptors rivals like LeBron when he was in the Eastern Conference. OK, maybe that's a little much, but you can't separate yourself. That is part of your brand. That is part of your marketing. And that is what makes you one of the coolest, quote unquote, and one of the best, most well-known rappers out there.
1: Is that what you're saying? The fact that he's friends with all these NBAers is part of his brand. Is that what you're saying?
0: yeah I mean that is music so here's my thing yeah my
1: reaction to that and listen as much as I tease you about Drake and like and even rip Drake all the time I do give him a lot of kudos and respect for one thing that he has always done which is rep Toronto and put Toronto on the map Mm -hmm. and really own where he's from I think nobody has ever done it really better than him as a Canadian music artist so I gotta preface it with that however if your whole thing is okay like basketball and these these players are my friends and I want to root for my friends and it's part of the culture and it's part of my brand that I'm boys with all these guys I don't have a problem with that but why you signing up to be the ambassador the global ambassador for the Toronto Raptors if you're out ambassadoring for other teams (laughs) like no that would be like okay so you know hopefully this comparison goes better than the one I had on last week's episode. <laughs> yes. It, that would be like, okay, I have this Jack and Soap podcast, but I'm going to go and be a co-host on seven other podcasts and represent them and promote them more on Twitter and all this stuff. You would be like, dude, you were on our podcast first.
0: Yeah. Yes. Okay. Fair. But you can't really separate the two as much. Why, because-
1: Why can't you separate the two? Here's how you separate the two. Um, I'm the Toronto Raptors global ambassador. So I'm going to be seen at their games. I'm going to root for them. And we're friends, LeBron. Like, listen, LBJ. Do you think he calls him that?
0: Yeah, probably. I know. I don't know. Jeez. I don't know what Bronny, they call each other. he
1: calls him Bron-Bron? No. What do you ew. Think? What do you ew. Think Drake calls LeBron? Probably LeBron. I don't
0: <laughs> Like Bron-Bron? What are they know? Like, boys like, Boys have like,
1: boys have like, like nicknames for each other. Well, I don't know. I don't Get know. him on Anyways. the show and ask
0: him. I don't know the answer to I, that.
1: Uh yeah, right. Anyways, my point is you can be friends with NBAers and athletes and celebrities and whoever you want, but that doesn't mean you have to go to their games and cheer them on and do all this stuff when you're also the global ambassador for the Toronto Raptors. Yes, but so like he's
0: he's at the Toronto Raptors games All the time. They have OVO night or Drake night or whatever the hell they call it. Last
1: year or the year before, wasn't he seen sideline at a Clippers game before he was ever seen at a Raptors game? Didn't that happen?
0: I don't know about the timeline of that, but here's my argument. Here is my damn argument is that it is ingrained, like I said, in the culture of his brand and his music and what he does. And for, okay, so you, you work in sports. You grew up a, you know, ex-fan of this team. Does it mean, like for the Conor McGregor thing specifically, this is what bugged me is that... That that's UFC or boxing when he was boxing that one day. That's UFC, not basketball, not hockey because he's been seen in different hockey jerseys. Not whatever if you if he ever wore an NFL jersey, I don't know. But what I can only be a fan of my one team that I'm a fan of, and I can't like also love Conor McGregor, also love Roger Federer, also love Tiger Woods, and also rep. You know they they don't have jerseys those particular people, but also represent that. when
1: you're talking about different sports, that's a different conversation. You yeah, but people were ripping him want. for that
0: Conor McGregor Irish flag thing. Like, oh, Drake's just such a loser fanboy. It's like, what? He can't I think like that, Conor McGregor? Here's the
1: thing. I think, and I actually don't subscribe to this um, yeah. belief. I think there are a lot of people out there that think that Drake got behind Conor McGregor because it was a good PR move. It was a good... Uh, business move, it was a good branding move to be associated with Conor McGregor as opposed to actually being a fan. I think there's people out there that Mm -hmm. think maybe because you see Drake constantly repping whatever is the hot thing at the moment, i.e. Conor McGregor, the Warriors when they're good, LeBron when it is convenient for Drake, Serena. not when they're playing the Raptors. He's yelling at LeBron when they're playing the Raptors and, and when the Raptors were playing uh Cleveland, excuse me. So I think that's where that comes from. I don't necessarily believe that, but I think that's why people ripped him right. over the Conor McGregor thing. My whole thing is like, if Drake was just some guy that I worked with and every week he was coming to work saying where I'm wearing a Warriors Jersey, I'm wearing a Raptors Jersey. Now I'm wearing a Clippers jersey, like whatever. A Lakers jersey, doesn't mm-hmm. even matter. I'd be like, dude, like pick a team. I would rip, th- I would jokingly friendly, friendly rip him for that. Fair. Just like, and I, you know what I'm saying? But I will say while we're on the topic, I have to get this out because I obviously am a big Taylor Swift fan and I saw her in concert in the summer and one of her opening acts was Camilla Cabello. Mm-hmm. Who, and and I have to, it's it relates, I promise. So when she was in New York, She wore a Giants football jersey. Mm -hmm. But then I saw that when she was in Detroit, she wore a Lions jersey. When she was here, she wore this jersey. Like she wore a sports jersey every single city she went. And I'm like, that is such a cheap
0: trick. Like that's not genuine. That's not genuine. Bieber did that too. Bieber was wearing hockey jerseys in the city. You know what? Here's my thing. Uh Taylor Swift, millionaire. Drake, millionaire. Bieber, millionaire. Obviously, something's working. They know what they're doing when it comes to marketing. Call it a sellout. But hey, true. I would take the money to the bank too. So (laughs) you know what? It's easy for me to sit here and like rip them. But you guys are obviously doing something differently than I've learned how to figure out about marketing. So whatever. So if Soph, if Sof ever gets huge
1: in her celebrity, then you can just expect her to rock every jersey. Ever, yeah. If that's gonna um, bring
0: me the money, sure, I'll sell out. I don't care. I'll admit it right here. Uh, <laughs> did you see Conor McGregor's throw of the football, of the football, um, of yes. the football? You did, I saw right?
1: His attempt at a throw. Yes, I did. Okay, so
0: yes, obviously he's a fantastic athlete, fit, and did boxing fantastic and MMA fighter, fighter. Yeah, but what? That's not athlete. Wait a second. Pause. No, it is.
1: But I think because you're a good fighter doesn't mean you're good at other sports. No, I
0: know. But that's all I'm saying is that it made me feel a lot better about being shite about my attempts at sporting things because Conor McGregor is uh, way above me in, in terms of fitness and athleticism. But he still can't throw a football. So, whatever. So I feel bad. I
1: would rip him. I would honestly rip him. But I admire that he that he like went for it and did it. And I mean, people were making fun of him and stuff. But whatever. He went for it. Good for him. If I was out there throwing a football, I'd go viral and people would be making fun of me too. So how can I really chirp him? Nah, I right? Don't and think that I can.
0: And speaking of money in the bank, there's someone that collected a couple pretty paychecks for his last few fights. Holy crap. So whatever. Oh we my can't. gosh. Loaded. Like um, So much money. <laughs> I didn't mention at the beginning of my Drake rant, I want you to introduce our guest, but duh, the NBA season opens up this week and I am uh, really excited to see how the first couple weeks shape up because we always joke or not joke we don't joke we talk about there not being a lot of parody but let's see what the east looks like so, Boston, you know what Philly, Raptors. someone
1: did you see and I'm not sure if a friend was pranking me because they literally just text me this article so I don't know if they duped me or not I did not confirm this mm-hmm. but did EA Sports do a simulation that had the Toronto Raptors winning it all
0: I don't know. I'm going to look to my producer, see if she knows. No, right. She's yeah, going, she's Sarah, giving me that
1: Sarah face, look it up. And when we get to the end of the podcast and we finish our Q and a, which is coming up, by the way, we we're going to answer some of your questions okay. at the end of the show. We will revisit this and see if there's any accuracy to this EA sports simulation that said the Raptors are going to win it all. I might've made it up. I might've dreamt it, but I am fairly certain a friend of mine sent me a text that had an article linking to that. So we will get confirmation on that in a second. But as Soph just mentioned, we have a guest today. Um, And the only reason he is really our guest is because I've known this guy for like 15 years. Uh, We're going to talk to Brandon Prust, former NHLer, next. All right, like I said, I know, I've know i known our guest for like 15 years or something like that. We went to the same high school. His sister was actually one of my hockey coaches in high school. So without further ado, we welcome Brandon Prust to the show. He's played for the Montreal Canadiens, the New York Rangers, and the Vancouver Canucks. And tonight, you are pumpkin carving. So we appreciate you taking some time to hang out with us.
2: <laughs> no problem, yeah. Life's a little different. I'm carving uh, pumpkins now, so...
0: What's your, wait, what's your design? What are you doing? Like uh, the standard well, triangle, I, I, triangle?
2: I, I let, you know, I'm, I'm very bad. So um, I have very, I have, I'm not good at art at all. So I'm very, like, Carla is very artistic. She's good. Uh, my brother-in-law, Eric, he's really good. But I am terrible. So the kids just drew it out. And I very plain, very plain, like circle eyes, you know, triangle <laughs> nose. Like, they're like, oh, that's awesome. And I'm just like, that is so bad.
0: <laughs> like the kid draws like a witch and a cat and you got the circle eyes going yeah. on.
2: Oh, yeah. I got I got nothing going on here. So.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is so funny. Well,
1: obviously, you know, um, as you mentioned, life's a little bit different now. But you have experienced a lot in your adult life. And one of the things I've noticed that you did while you were still playing, but you've done it since you finished playing hockey as well, is modeling and i have to pick your brain about this because your wife obviously is very well known in that world but for you like do you practice your poses before you do this i do you how did you decide to get into this whole modeling thing
2: uh i mean it's it'll, it's more uh it's more pressure from MPs to, to go and do some modeling it's not really uh, i'm not really that good but i watched her do kind of uh some photo shoots and uh I mean she's really good and she just kinda like she kinda goes through all the motions, like she just kinda moves around and I am not like that at all. I'm very like I can see that you're kinda like, okay, you know, do something else. Like, I was like, <laughs> what do you want me to do? Uh I'm just gonna stand here and try and look pretty. So just take some pictures.
0: It's um, so hard.
2: It's it's yeah, it's a little and it's a little awkward. MP's really good at it and I try and learn off her uh a little bit but uh you know, like she's like she's like, Open your mouth a little bit one time. I'm like, What? I'm like what do you open my mouth? Like what are you trying to make me like like a like pouty lips or something? Like, no way, no chance it's happening oh my god it's
0: hilarious do you like the finished product though because sometimes i've done one or two photo shoots actually jackie and i did one and you're right about it being awkward in terms of me like i cannot i think jackie's way better than i am at being able to do that but are you ever do you ever see the finished product and you're like damn i I did good
2: well i mean thank god for good (laughs) photographers and good uh you know technology and airbrushing because like yeah i'm I'm always like okay this is going to be terrible but they always make it look pretty good or they take a hundred pictures and, and maybe five of them are really good so those are the ones they use and um you know you're usually there to kind of pick it out on the computer you're like yeah okay i like that one that one's good and then they'll they'll use it so but yeah definitely when you're taking the pictures it's a little you feel a little awkward
1: Yeah, there's a reason that Kylie Jenner even says like she takes like a thousand selfies and then picks one out of the thousand and she's like the queen of it. So it ain't easy, but uh, you mentioned your wife, MP, and obviously you guys were on Hockey Wives. Like, How does that work? Like was that, was everything sort of like planned out and then cameras just followed you guys around? Was that that weird for you? Because you were still playing then. So I imagine it was tougher. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, it was, um, you know, I definitely... Would plan it when I, I had a break, so we would tell them, okay, you know, they'd come for like maybe two days uh, every couple of weeks, or even just every month. You know, they'd just come for a couple of days and shoot everything in a couple of days. And uh, I mean, they, they there was a storyline, but there was no like script or anything. So um, you know, and I'd done um, the uh, 24/7 HBO 24/7, and I, I did um, you know 24 Ch with the Habs. So I was pretty you know, comfortable with the camera around and was able to kind of be natural with it and obviously MP as well. So it wasn't too bad. It wasn't like they were following us uh, every day. Um, you know, it was literally, we'd give them two days. They'd get, say, okay, we're doing this. I got two days off or something. You can come film for a couple of days. Like we, even in Italy, when they filmed in Italy, um, we literally gave them one day. Uh, we're like, yeah, we're on vacation. You can comfortable. <laughs> one day, get, every, get everything you want. and
1: And then you're cut.
2: They make it look like uh they're almost there for 3 days but it's literally one one day of shooting so
0: Did you hate it bad. or did you like it or were you indifferent? Uh,
2: I you know I sometimes it was all right but obviously especially when you're playing like I I definitely and, and if you you know you have a bad game or if you're not in the mood you know <laughs> you just like yeah. I do not want a camera in my face right now like there's a lot you know even though when I saw uh Bernier doing it and he was you know he's playing really bad and uh you know he's playing when he was with the Leafs he just kind of went through a little tough streak and I was like I can't believe he's still filming like I would be get the hell out of my house because like there's no way if I was you know I'm not playing well I would be I'd cancel a shoot or something
1: yeah like the last thing you want to do when you're like having a tough time is then like pretend like you're having fun on camera when you're like I got like bigger things to focus on right now but do you have like a uh favorite mp moment from the show do
2: what's that do i have a favorite yeah
1: no
0: do you have a favorite
2: oh man there's a few of them um (laughs) uh,
0: she's so hilarious by the way in in the in in the way that like you just love watching her because she's so charismatic and like and cute here's
1: hang on let me tell you something I'm gonna go off track here right now because I feel like I can get away with it with this particular guest so I have been I have been to maybe a gathering or two at the press residence in my life because I'm from London and I've known him and his sister for a while and one of my favorite things about MP is that when she's in town, of course she's there and she just loves giving stuff away. Like I legitimately have gone to a gathering at the press residence and left with five pairs of like designer shoes because MP is like, I wore these once. I have no use for them. Take them. And you're like, no, I really don't want to want to take them. And she's like, no, you're taking them. And you're like, Okay. I'm going to leave with shoes. She's the best.
2: That's her. That's her thing. Like she'll, We'll have like a, you know, party at my place or even in Montreal at her place. And literally like there'll be girls leaving with like uh, bags of clothes. Like she'll just take them. It's like she has a dress, like she has a Barbie doll and she's like, <laughs> okay, here you go. Okay. like, And then like sometimes it's happened a couple of times where like she's like the next day she's like, oh, I gave away like a $4,000 dress last night. Like, but I mean, <laughs> it's, it's like she, she loves it though. Yeah, I mean, she like, she, and it's there's a lot of things that she wears that she can only wear once. She can't wear it again. Right. So she has a big, you know, red carpet event. You can't wear that. You're, you're buying a dress for, you know, five grand uh, if you're not getting dressed by somebody. And then you can't wear it again, really. So I mean, it does just
0: yeah. She's very she's very generous uh, with with her stuff. But now, so yeah. now, Brennan, that we're um, podcast friends and Instagram friends, can I get an invite to this uh, press yeah, residence for thing? Sure. I wouldn't mind.
2: <laughs> next time you come, uh, next time you're in London, come over with Jackie and uh, come by the place. We make sure MP's around, and she's got all her clothes here. So you'll go. Awesome.
0: Going with,
1: you can be MP's next Barbie. Um. All right. I want to. Yeah, she'll love it. Um. I want to get your take on some hockey things here, uh, Presty, because you played in a couple of the coolest, biggest markets that you can play in, in New York and Montreal. So I'm just curious, your experience in those cities and kind of what you loved about New York and what you loved about Montreal. Um.
2: Well, uh, I'll start with New York. Obviously. Playing, living in New York City, New York City is my favorite city in the world, Um, and just living there, um, going to MSG, playing games there, I literally going out, taking a cab five I I live kind of right downtown, so I (laughs) jump in a cab, you know, just walk out, walk right into MSG, and uh, you're also treated like a king there, right? like You need Saturday live tickets, you need Broadway tickets, you want to go to the best restaurant in the city. Um, you know, they call for you, you're set up like restaurants that not a normal person would be able to get into the night of, and uh, you know, next games you're sitting courtside, you know, everything's free, everything's taken care of. I mean, they treat you uh first class there, so um, great organization, obviously, amazing city. I i love the city, um, and then Montreal, Montreal, amazing city, too, and you're playing for. You know, arguably one of the best franchises in all of sports, right? So, um, the just playing at the Bell Center, diehard fans. I mean, I always love playing in front of uh, you know diehard fans when you know basically the whole country is watching, and uh, definitely all of Quebec is watching every single move. So um, it's 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 intense. But I, that's where I, I found I, I played some of my best hockey was kind of in those those intense moments, and um, you know playing you know i I played in arizona i played in phoenix and uh i love the city there but you know the first warm-ups are my first time jumping out on the ice for the game it was you know i looked in the crowd there was like five thousand fans there That's and
0: slightly I, different
2: it's kind of was kind of <laughs> like this this is not the same so i like the big uh hockey market
0: It's funny what you said about New York, um, about being treated like a king, because uh, for sure, and I've heard that from other players as well, but what I also hear is that because it's New York, because there's pretty much every celebrity um, that you could think of that has a place there and also in L.A., you can also kind of take the subway and you're not noticed, you're not pestered, whereas maybe in Montreal you can't go undetected, and that's the beauty of New York where you had the best of both. Like You got the treatment, but then you're a regular dude at the same time.
2: Yeah, I, I, and and people would even if they knew know who you are, they don't really bother you. You know, they'll they'll give you your, your respect, but they'll give you your space, um, which was which was awesome. And um, Montreal, they're they're diehard. I mean, they live and breathe uh, for the Habs, and um, you know, they definitely know. Um, everybody knows what you had for breakfast and where you went for dinner the night before. <laughs> uh, I mean, they know they know okay. everything. So yeah, it's it's intense that way and. I mean, every day you leave the rink, there's there's hundreds of fans waiting, and um, it's it's great. It's, it's great, but also some guys take it differently. Some guys might, might get a little tired of it. It's it's uh, you got to be on every day, right? And media, the the fans. So it's definitely a, a little different uh, element.
1: So you were treated like a king in New York. Obviously, you know, being a professional athlete obviously comes with its perks. Who's like the coolest celebrity you ever got to hang out with?
2: Oh, Derek Jeter!
1: I knew oh, you were gonna yeah. say that. You gotta tell this story. You gotta tell this story.
2: Have you heard the story? Have you
1: got- yeah, you and MP, you and MP told me. I story have not one heard night.
0: it. I so, have
2: not. Okay, so um, MP and I are in uh, Italy, and uh, we just got engaged. I just proposed like the n- night before, two nights before we go over to Capri Island, and we're staying at the Capri Palace, and I'm checking in, and. Uh, MP, we're we're standing at the the check-in, and I look down and I see Derek Jeter and his wife walking towards us, and I'm like, oh, damn! I'm like, there's Derek Jeter, and she knows Jeez. that I love, and I'm I'm a J, like I'm a Jays fan, but I'm the biggest Jeter fan. Like, yeah, uh, he's just my one of my ultimate athletes, right? So he ends up he's walking by and MP. He's like, go talk to him, go talk to him. I'm like, I will, I will. And she's like. Push me, like go him. I'm like, I will. Leave me alone. Like, I'm gonna <laughs> do it.
1: Quit, quit. He's like, I'm working up the courage here. Give me a second. Oh
2: yeah, it's like, I'm like we're always getting in a fight. So we end up, we get around to the elevator, and sure, and we meet up, right at the elevator at the same time. I'm like, hey, Derek, uh, I'm Brandon Press. I play for the Rangers, and I, you know, I wrote an, an article for your Players Tribune. And he's like, oh yeah. He's like, what's up? You know, and uh, talked to him for a bit, and then he's like, well, we're gonna, we just checked in today, so we're gonna be around for a couple of days, and. So we didn't end up seeing him that night, but the next night, um, I ended up getting his number from a mutual friend, and it was his forty-first birthday. And we sat at uh, the the hotel bar. It was just us, it was just MP and I, and him and his wife, uh, Hannah. And uh, we just we just sat around and ate, and uh, we played heads up for like oh my two God. hours. Yeah, you know, played heads up like. Uh, it, was, it was I wish I had it like I was like oh I wish I had this recording like and, like Derek Jeter trying to explain to MP act out like a monkey and he's like like I'm like oh man this is the best I wish I had this recording that <laughs> is
0: such a good story and like you like you said one yeah. of your idols and someone you love that you can just yeah. have one-on-one on a moment that's not just like a five-minute handshake but a genuine you know, yeah and time.
2: I still like he he sends me um you know I get a a Peter Jersey signed for my golf tournament uh, every year. And, you know, he still he sent me a video when I played over in Germany for the playoffs. He sent me a quick, like, hey, Ice Tigers, go get that cup. And uh, the boys, some of the boys over in Germany, they're like, who's this guy?
1: Oh, my God. All the, nor- <laughs> all the
2: North American guys are like, oh, my God, man, no way. But all the German guys are like, who's this guy?
1: Oh. That is so funny. But you know what? Like, that's awesome to hear that someone that's that iconic is actually as cool in real life as you would – think that they are because I mean he's playing heads up with you he's making monkey noises he's sending you videos <laughs> pretty, yeah, pretty cool. yeah
2: yeah yeah that's and I think that's why I, I always loved him I always knew that he was uh, a class act kind of guy so it, it was true it was true
1: yeah that's so cool I love that story well Presty, you're a pretty passionate player when you played and I'm curious now that you're out of the game and you kind of get to watch and I know you work with the London Knights as well we've seen a lot of displays of passion in the NHL we saw Austin Matthews and Patty Kane sort of um show a little gamesmanship a couple weeks ago what do you think about that kind of stuff are mm-hmm. you are you for
0: it or
2: I think it was just perfect how it all kind of worked out, you know, Matthews kind of thought they had the game one and, uh, yeah. and, you know, Kane ends up scoring and does the same thing. Like it was, it was, it worked out perfectly. Um, but, uh, I remember when I played in, uh, Anisimov who is in Chicago now, he, he turned around after we scored uh, against Tampa, he scored a goal and he turned around and he shot the goal, you know, with his I stick. Remember and started, that. you remember that? It started a huge line brawl. Like I, I, I just saw that replay uh, not too long ago and I started laughing. So uh, that was a little excessive. But the thing with Matthews and Kane, I thought that was perfect, especially two top players. You know, if I did it, like if I went like that first, and then, you know, guys would be like, you know, it's different that it's two of the best players in the league. And 30 seconds later
0: too, right? Like, yeah, Yeah. it was so close. And then he comes back to tie it. It was, it was beautiful.
1: And there's a difference too between like turning around and shooting the goaltender, and like, cause that's like an actual sign of disrespect. Where I felt like Matthews and Kane, there was a little bit of like, um, like friendly jabbing going on there, I guess.
2: Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, you know, yeah. I'm sure they know each other. Two American guys, and uh, <laughs> just, yeah, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> but it's. Uh, I mean, someone actually before that game, and it was a big game, like two off- huge offensive teams. I, before the game, someone, t- one of my buddies texted me and said, what do you think the score of this game is going to be? And I said, 6-5 in overtime for <gasps> Toronto. And, no and way. Was, Yeah, I said it. I go, it's going to be a high-scoring I go 6-5 in overtime. I was off by 7-6. but
1: Oh, man. That's that's a good prediction, though, especially for a game that ended up being so crazy. All right, well, listen, Brandon, we appreciate you taking some time to hang out with us.
0: But uh, Can I ask him one more question yeah. really quick? Yeah. Brent? Okay. Go. I just I want so, you to just... So if you're not allowed... Well, you know, I know he, yeah, he's got to yeah. get back to the fan, but I wanted to I get... you... Oh, go ahead.
2: Yeah. I said I gotta carve some pumpkins here. Hurry I know, up. No, I kidding. know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, Morgan Riley already cut us off this year when he was on the show. He yeah, he was, like, was guys, like, "I gotta go
0: watch some football, guys. Stop talking to me." He's like, up. "I'm having a
1: great time. I'm not tell." He goes, "This is his direct quote." He goes, "Guys, I'm having a great time. I'm not telling you I gotta go, but if we could wrap this up so I can watch
0: football, that'd be great." <laughs> no, we didn't mind. He's a we very don't. honest guy. Uh, no, you know dude. what? We talked so much about so many other things. I really do want to end on a hockey note because uh, I wanted to know with your role with the London Knights, what your future aspirations are um, in the in the, the game of hockey in, in, at the end of it.
2: Well, um, you know, right now, I just working with the Knights, is, I, I'm kind of doing some like more kind of a player development type thing. Like I'm not behind the bench. Um, I want to be there more for the kids. I, I always wanted to work kind of, on the player side of things, and I really want to get into player development in the NHL, and um, you know, coaching, especially with with my wife and what she's doing. So if I got into coaching, I'd be locked in for you know nine months with the player development and um, that sort of thing, and scouting kind of come and go, and you're not really locked in. So that's something that I would like to do. Now, obviously, if I um, you know maybe was was single or didn't have uh, you know a wife, that's kind of stuck in montreal and doing her thing i mean it's kind of my time to follow her a little bit Mm -hmm. um so i I think with the player development that's what i'd like to get into that's kind of my uh within hockey um that's what i'd like to do because then i can kind of be uh on the move a little bit not just locked in watching video from eight to five every day
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) A little more flexible for you uh, with the player development side of things, for sure. Well, I wish yeah. you luck with it yeah.
0: then. I wish you luck in your aspirations with hockey and in your, in your second chapter of your career.
2: Oh, thank you very much.
0: Good luck with the pumpkin. You should definitely post a picture
1: on the gram. And please, please tell Carla I said hello and send her my best.
2: I will. Thanks for having me on, guys. And um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. I'm always listening to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice.
0: Aw, thank thank you. you. Have a good night.
2: You too.
0: Bye. Bye. Jackie Presty was such a good guest. I am exactly like him when it comes to carving. Triangle, triangle, circle mouth. That's all <laughs> I got. What about you?
1: I, I genuinely, I'm the same. I am not artistic that way at all. I can't draw. My writing's terrible. Um, I do truly hope that he posts a picture of his pumpkin on Instagram though. I want to see, I want to see that thing.
0: So we are actually in the hot seat now because we were asking him a bunch of questions, but we put out on Instagram and on social, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, and asked an ask for people to ask us questions. And we have the top few that came in and I have them right here. So I'm going to ask the, uh, you know, we made a tally of what was asked most and I'm going to start right now with who are your World Series picks? This is for both of us. Um, Jackie, go first.
1: Okay, so at the start of the playoffs, I was all about Houston. I was like, the Astros are so good. Mm-hmm. Their pitching, most importantly, is like, how do you even beat that? I thought it was going to be Astros-Dodgers, but I don't know. The way these, these two series that we have left are going... Uh- it could be any one of these four teams. But I'll still stick with my gut. I thought Stros at the beginning. I'm going to go Stros again. Okay. Even though it's very hard to go back
0: to back. I am going to say Astros as well. And then... Uh, oh, we're so basic. Well, okay. There's, <laughs> it's not like there's 20 teams to choose from. There sure. are four right now. But on the other end, I'm not doing Dodgers. I'm doing Brewers. Which I cannot believe. Yay. I cannot believe we didn't talk about their hamburger giveaway. The Milwaukee Brewers. But maybe I I'll know. save that for another day. But whatever. Uh, I'm saying Astros and Brewers and are we making a pick of who's gonna win it what
1: yeah I made a pick of who's gonna win but I would I just want to say to respond to you I would love to see the Brewers in the World Series all about those underdog picks so brew crew yeah
0: and uh, the unconventional way they're they're treating their bullpen and pitching and all that they've been a great story a really really fun story and like you said you're all about the story how did you guys meet
1: Okay, so I'll, I'll start. Um, basically, for anyone that hasn't followed me for very long, or maybe this is your first time listening, I was on a reality show like seven years ago in Canada called Gillette Drafted, The Search for Canada's Next Sportscaster. And I was a top 10 contestant. It was basically an American idol of sports casting mm-hmm. in Canada, I would say. So I made the top 10, and I met Soph, um, I want to say the first or second day that I was there, because mm-hmm. Soph was working for the SCORE television network and covering all the behind-the-scenes footage. So she was one of the employees there that I was intimidated by for a little bit because I was like, oh, she
0: had but a I job was so nice, and I don't. And was she was nice? interviewing
1: us and... Yeah, it was, you were very nice. I thought we got along very well right off the hop.
0: Yeah, I wasn't one of those girls who was like another girl in my space. I'm going to freaking ruin her life. I was pretty cool. I was, I thought, I mean. No, (laughs) I actually,
1: so not to go too far into this, but it was a very dramatic cast, let's say, Mm -hmm. for that particular season. And I remember at one point going through a bit of a hard time because I won three of the first four challenges. So people started being mean to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) naturally because I was winning anyways um so I actually remember specifically going to a Tim Hortons and venting to you about it and you being very kind about listening to me all upset about these other contestants being mean to me so I actually just remember that right now
0: you know what's funny we also again I don't want to go on this either but we we met in the park after you won and we like remember we thought we were going to be roomies we're like let's live together (laughs) do you remember I think we would kill each other if we did but, Probably. good, you know, nice thought there, uh, Jack and Soph, way back. And now we're on show. Woo! So we go way back. Um, I'm going to answer this one first. The question is, what was the first sporting event that you got to cover for work? My first one that stands out is going to be when I was unpaid for. It was, I was still interning at AM640, which had way more sports. Oh, it was sports. It doesn't do sports in Toronto right now. It's not a sports radio station. I did the Rogers Cup. I loved tennis. And I was interning there for a while, and they needed some coverage. And I got to watch, um... God, oh, you know what, back then, they shared the men and women's events, now that I'm thinking about it, so I got to interview some of my favorite athletes, and uh, it was a big moment for me, unpaid, but for me, it was Rogers Cup, what was it for you, Jax?
1: Did the question ask for a paid Or did it just say first ever? I think when
0: we were chatting with Sarah, uh, our producer, we were talking about, you know, maybe significant, like your first actual job. And for me, we're talking paid. It was Leafs. It was Leafs practice and Leafs games. But unpaid first ever, like first ever press pass that I still have, Rogers Cup.
1: Okay, so my first ever press pass, technically, I wasn't paid for this either, but again, it goes back to Gillette Drafted. And I had done a bunch of unpaid work prior to being on that show. I worked with the London Knights. I did a bunch of stuff in London, Ontario. Um, But my first actual... Network sending me out to do something was a friendly soccer match. And anyone that knows me knows I hate soccer. And it was down to the final two contestants in this competition show. And they send my competition to a Red Sox game, which I was super jealous about. And I got sent to Chicago, great city, but I was sent to a friendly match between Manchester United and the Chicago Fire in uh, MLS, which soccer fans would have freaked out about. But I was just like, Like, I know nothing. Like, what am I going to do? Oh, my God, I forgot about that. I honestly thought for sure, I'm like, this is where I lose. This is where I lose the show because I don't know anything about soccer. All I know is that Manchester United is a big deal. So um, that was my first real reporting gig in terms of a sporting event, so. And you won. There you go. And you
0: didn't lose. And I So won. put you out of I your comfort lose. zone, and you killed it. I remember that video now that I, like, I totally forgot about that, but I remember it. You killed it. Soccer for you. Your least favorite for me, my favorite sport, tennis. So pretty freaking so uh good questions i want to keep yeah, doing thank this. you oh, for wait, submitting the question wait, the segment is called something what was it called sarah she oh. said um people want to know the people want to know the people
1: want to know <laughs> The people want to know. know Okay. now they know now they know also we do have to wrap up one loose end i said earlier in the show I asked Sarah, our lovely producer, to check on the Raptors thing that I said about the ESPN. Keep buying or time. not the ESPN. Keep buying time. The EA Sports. Okay, so keep talking. Yeah. Kill time. This is what they call in the broadcasting world dancing. Um, so or stretching. They the say. show or stretching. Stretch. Stretch. Mm-hmm. I can't hear anyone say stretching without thinking of that. She violation. can't find it. She can't Toronto find it. a Raptors. Let me try to okay, find. Okay, so it maybe on my I phone. got duped. Anything about EA Sports and like. A rap is being the favorites does not exist. No, it does so. I'm going to prove that this article exists. I will prove it. I will tweet it
0: out. But you came in, in saying that you don't know if you were dreaming or not. So like you could be right, but you could no, be wrong. No, someone
1: sent me a link to it. I swear. One of my friends. Anyways, thank you guys for listening to the podcast we hope you enjoyed it if you liked it please give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening to if you're listening on Spotify make sure you favorite so that you don't miss any of our episodes subscribe review all that good stuff I know I'm being super shameless self-promotion right now but we truly truly appreciate all the feedback and all the love on social media and wherever you are listening to this podcast yeah, yeah. thanks again and we will see you
0: next week love you guys really see you next week